You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On Point with Victor show. And I am, of course, Victor Armendariz. Say it with me sometime, folks. It'll, it'll, it'll make you happy when you can roll your R's. <laughs> it really will. But, uh, look, folks, we are having a great day today, and I hope you are too. Uh, here where I am at the headquarters, uh, we are getting just into some really early fall weather, and this is just awesome. Sunny skies, light breeze, and temperatures in the 60s and 70s. It's just fantastic, and it's fantastic for motorcycle riding. And yes, yes, I did ride my motorcycle this weekend. Uh, had a great time. But uh, I gotta, we got to get into some things today, folks. I, I, I have to talk about uh, <laughs> the, new, the biggest news of all. And now let me, let me start with this. You guys who have li- listened to this show and listened to me week to week to week, um, you know and have heard me say that elections, first of all, elections have consequences. And you've all also heard me say throughout the last few, all this year you've heard me say that the events that are going to shape this election in November have yet to happen. I've been saying that for months because you just don't know there are all there are always events that haven't happened yet that are going to happen before November 3rd and what happened over the weekend is just one of those events um on the surface no one expected this to happen with Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg um and I say on the surface because look she hasn't been in the greatest bit of health um the media and the democrats would have you believe that Ruth was going to the gym every day and, and she was superwoman. But those of you familiar with cancer and, and, and pancreatic cancer, first and foremost, is, is just one of the worst, if not the worst, to have. So she was in decline and, and um, you know, everyone should have a place in their heart for what that woman went through. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has got to be one of the strongest women probably ever to walk the planet um just because i i don't i probably disagree with most of her rulings uh that doesn't matter um and if you were tuning in and thinking that you were going to hear me say bad things about Ruth or impugn her uh it's not going to happen on this show folks um like I said, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, whether you agree with her or not, was probably one of the strongest women to walk the earth. Now, that doesn't mean you have to agree with her. That doesn't mean I agree with her politics. Um, look, I, I think she was uh, an activist judge, and I think those are some of the, those are the worst judges that could ever sit on the bench are activist judges. But that doesn't mean that she wasn't a, a nice lady or a nice person. It doesn't mean she didn't have a family that cares about her, and it doesn't mean she wasn't a strong woman because. I know what it's like to uh, go through cancer treatment. And what I went through was nothing compared to what Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been going through. Uh, she's had multiple cancers, one being pancreatic cancer, and it's awful. So um, there will be no impugning of her on this show. Uh, but I am going to get into some things, into a discussion that needs to be had. An honest discussion should and could be had and should be had. Uh, but the Democrats aren't capable of it, and the media is not capable of it. Uh, but here on On Point with Victor, we are capable of it. Uh, this is the show of common sense and logic. 
uh, and that's what you're going to get here. So we are going to have a discussion today. Um, but I, I, I just had to start off with uh, it, it's always sad when, when we lose a loved one and, and, and when we lose a life. It, it's, it's always sad. So no matter how much you or I disagree with many, many, many of Ruth's decisions, she was a fellow American. She was part of the judicial branch. And, and as an American, you should all be proud of what, what she accomplished. You can be proud. You don't have to agree with her, but you can be proud. And what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is don't be a Democrat. <laughs> and what I mean by that is we conservatives, we libertarians, we constitutionalists, we can separate emotion from reality and, and emotion from facts and, and, like I said, you, you, you can look at Ruth as a fellow American and, and just wish her family the best and pray for her family because they lost a loved one. And, and it, it happens. Uh, and again, whether you liked it or not, she, she had, uh, she, she, she did some amazing accomplishments over her lifetime. I mean, this, this was the second woman appointed to the Supreme Court. Um, that's not a small feat. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so, she was loved by many. She really, really was, including, you may not know this, but her best friend, one of her best friends, sat with her on the court for many years, and that was Antonin Scalia. And folks, those of you who have listened to me quite a bit, you know one of my all-time favorite justices, and I think is probably one of, if not the best judge to ever sit on the bench at the Supreme Court was Antonin Scalia. Antonin Scalia. And him and Ruth couldn't have been on the more opposite sides of the aisle. Antonin Scalia is a was a pure constructionist um Justice, he he was a constitutionalist. Antonin Scalia based every decision he made on the writings of the founding fathers. He he based it on precedent and he based it on the foundation of what is the United States Constitution. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was more of an activist judge, but my point is, even though they were on opposite ends of of the Constitution or opposite ends on the bench, so to speak. Um, they were best friends. Uh, Scalia's family and Ruth Bader Ginsburg family, they spent Thanksgivings together. They spent holidays together. Uh, they were great friends. So you see, you should never let politics get in the way of friendship. Never. And if you want a prime example of that, just look at Scalia, Justice Scalia, and look at Justice Ginsburg. They were opposite ends politically or, or the way they interpreted the Constitution, opposite ends. But yet they were best friends. Their families were best friends. They spent so much time together outside of the court, uh, spending holidays together. So that tells me something about Ruth. When a man of such principle like Justice Scalia can be best friends with Justice Ginsburg, that tells me something about Ginsburg. Um, I revere and uphold and hold Scalia so high uh, because he is such a man of principle. He was such a man of the Constitution that if if he could be friends with Ginsburg, then I'd like to think I could be too. And and that's uh, and that's just that's just the way it is. That's just the, that's that's just. Uh, 
facts. Uh, I mean, you probably have someone in your life that you look up to. Uh, and maybe maybe you disagree with them, but but yet you can be friends. That's the way it should be, folks. That's the we should base everyone on their character, folks, not on emotion. So, so that is one of the things I wanted to start out with today, uh, and just remind people. And many of you probably didn't know that, but two of the two of the best friends that came out of the court was Justice Ginsburg and Justice Scalia. You couldn't get more opposite in the way they rule. But yet they were good friends. So that ought to tell you something, and it ought to tell you something about Ruth. It tells you something about Scalia, but it also tells you something it tell you something about Justice Ginsburg as well. So one of the other things you may not know, and look, I'm gonna go over a few things about Ruth and then and then I'm gonna get into the truths about nominate the nominations, how the nomination process works, and why the Democrats are losing their mind, and uh, why the Republicans are right on this. And uh, I'm going to explain it to you uh, in common sense and logic <laughs> and facts. Uh, but but let me go over a few things about Ruth. You may not know it, but not every one of her uh, decisions uh, was was a leftist radical one. Um, at one point, Ruth Bader Ginsburg argued in front of the Supreme Court. This was before she was a justice. This was before. So she actually argued cases in front of the Supreme Court, and one of them was a, a case on the involving Social Security. And she argued on behalf of equal treatment for, for widowers because there was a, something written in the Social Security Act that was more favorable to widows. So they were more favorable just because you were a woman. Just because you were a widow, they gave you preferential treatment over being a widower. So if you were a female and lost your husband, you got special treatment. If you were a man and lost your wife, you didn't get the same treatment. Well, Ruth actually went and argued before the Supreme Court on behalf of the men. She argued behalf on behalf of the widowers. Um, that's something that I bet you a lot of you didn't know. And she won that case. So, uh, so I, I just want you to know this. I want I want you to 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 be able to step back and go. Yes, she accomplished many things. Yes, she was a strong woman. Uh, and how awful it is for anyone to go through the cancer treatment, and the the pain that she went through. Um, so don't impugn her. Don't fall to the level of the Democrats, uh, folks. And don't sit and tell me that both sides are the same, because the Democrats. When, when Scalia died, there were awful, awful, awful tweets and all kinds of messages going out that the Democrats were saying, oh, it's about time and celebrating his death. And that was awful. So I do not want uh, people of the uh, Republican side or conservative side, libertarians, I don't want you impugning a death. It's just not right. And, and I know you're not. I know you're not doing that because you guys, I just know that the right side, the, 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 the conservative side – you're just not radicalized like the Democrats are, and, and it's a good thing, and I hope you never become radicalized like the Democrats because some of the things that are coming out of the Democrats' mouth and, and the violence that's being pushed by the Democrats is it, to, to, to put American against American, to pit American against American, it's an awful thing, an awful, awful, awful thing. So, um, all right, and look, I'm probably going to get a little passionate in some of this <laughs> as we get into some of these things about the tactics that the Democrats are using. Just remember, folks. I'm not angry. I'm just right. So, all right. So, 
I want you to think about, and I just want you to know some of the things that that uh, that Ruth herself has said. You know, one thing that Ruth said, and I'm paraphrasing, has that she has said was that elections have consequences, and she has also stated, and you can find the video, that a president is president for four years. Just because it's your last year before an election doesn't mean your power is diminished. It doesn't mean that your duties of president should not be fulfilled just because it's your last year. Ruth said that, folks, and 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 Republicans have been saying it for years. Uh, the only people who won't say it are the Democrats, and the only people who don't want you to know that somebody like Ruth said it are the Democrats. All right, folks, we got to go to our first break. You hang tight. When we get back, we're going to get into some uh, some of the ridiculous tactics the Democrats are using. Uh, this is on point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio. This is David Donaldson with the Atlanta Healing Center, conveniently located in Lawrenceville, Georgia. At AHC, your success is our goal. Addiction recovery is about more than just not using. It's about becoming a whole person and addressing all aspects of your physical, psychological, and social needs. Please call us at 770-696-9862, or you can reach us on the web at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Good morning. Uh, this is David Moxley in the Classic Car Show, and uh, we've got a great job to do right now, and that's welcome a new advertiser to the Classic Car Show. And many of you have seen their trucks on the road as well as know and have used them over the in the past. And it's um, we've got uh, Steve Capper on the line with us, and he's with McAllister's Transportation Group. And, um, Steve, how are you doing today? Morning, David. I'm fine. How about yourself? Just fine. And tell us something about uh, what you do as well as uh, what makes you all stand out from everybody else. Sure. Uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, thank you for, uh, for the time and the opportunity to sponsor and partner with such a, a great group. You guys, for what you stand for, uh, is right in line with uh, the mottos and uh, the mantra of our company as well. Uh, my title is Vice President of Sales and Business Development. I'm responsible for all sales throughout the United States, uh, myself and my team. Uh, and what we do as a company is we provide enclosed transportation to the automobile industry. Uh, and that's straight down from the OEMs through snowbirds and personal moves. And our favorite stuff to do of, of all of that is uh, the collector car market. Uh, we're fully involved with the Amelia Islands, uh, Pebble Beaches, and all of the major shows throughout the United States. You know, You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back. Welcome back. This is the On Point with Victor show. And I want to go ahead and give a little – I love it when you guys interact with me. So please, listeners, and we have listeners all over the country, keep sending me your messages. Keep interacting with me. And I want to say hello to some fans and listeners down in Auburn, Auburn University. Uh, see, we here at On Point with Victor, we even reach millennials and, and even younger than millennials. And we've got a couple of college students listening right now. So I want to give a shout-out to Chase Hogarth and his gang. <laughs> down in Auburn. So, uh, all right, look, folks, let me get a little bit more into uh, just a little bit more about Justice Ginsburg. Um, it, it is absolutely the lies and misinformation that are coming out from the Democrats right now. Um, they act like they own a justice seat. They act like this seat's theirs. They act like just because uh, Justice Ginsburg was a, a 
and let's face it, dude, uh, folks, <laughs> dude, folks, she was an activist judge. This is why the Democrats um, are, are in an absolute panic right now, because one thing you've got to understand about the Democrats, the Democrats realize that the American people aren't going to go run and vote for their policy. This is why you don't hear the Democrats. You don't hear Hyden Biden talking about policy. You don't hear Hyden Biden going around telling everybody, uh, reminding them that he supports the Green New Deal, reminding people that he wants to do away with drilling, reminding people that, that yes, Hyden Biden wants to get rid of the coal industry. Hyden Biden wants to get rid of gasoline-powered vehicles. Hyden Biden wants to get rid of airplane flying traveling. Uh, for you, not for him, just for you. Uh, Hyden Biden wants to get rid of, of the, the grids that bring power to your home. Um, he's not going to remind you of these policies. He's not going to remind you that he's going to raise taxes on every working person out there. If you work and you get a paycheck, you're going to get higher taxes under Hyden Biden. You're going to get higher regulation, which in turn will be more taxes from Hyden Biden. He's not going to tell you these things. The Democrat Party is not going to discuss policy with you. Uh, but what they will do is try and convince you that that uh, the earth is falling, the earth is collapsing, that, that civil, civilization as you know it is collapsing because they're about to lose a justice seat that they view as theirs. That's how messed up this is, folks. We have three branches of government. They are they were created separate for a reason. The executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch. The Democrats view the judicial branch as an extended arm of the legislative branch. Why do they do this? Because the Democrats cannot convince the American people to go run and vote for their policy. And when the Democrats can't legislative get their policy, when they can't force socialism on you through legislation... Then they turn to the judicial branch, and they want to use the judicial branch to, by fiat, force a socialist agenda, Marxist agenda on you and me. That is the truth. That is not hyperbole. I am not making things up. The Democrat Party views the judicial branch as an extended arm of the legislative branch. And what they can't pass in legislatively, they want to force judicious, judicially. And, and that is an awful way to view the court. And you can, you don't, if you doubt me, look at the way they refer to Justice Ginsburg's seat. They, they think they own that seat. They think just because, uh, Justice Ginsburg had this seat for, since 1993, they think that she should be able to bequeath that seat. Ladies and gentlemen, Justice Ginsburg did not own that seat. She occupied the seat on the bench. She wasn't elected to the Supreme Court. She was appointed to the Supreme Court. And an appointment is only good from until you step down. You either step down or you pass away. And that seat is no longer yours. So Justice Ginsburg, just as Justice Clarence Thomas, Justice Roberts, uh, Justice Scalia, uh, Justice Breyer, Justice, um, oh my gosh, uh, Kavanaugh, uh, Justice uh, Gorsuch, they don't own those seats. They're not theirs. They're occupying them until they resign or retire or they uh, pass away. That's how this works. 
And for the Democrat Party right now, it wants to convince you that just because Justice Ginsburg has sat on the seat and occupied the seat since 93, that she should be able to bequeath the seat to someone else. They want her to be like an establishment uh, Republican or an establishment Democrat who think that when they when they give up their seat, that they should be able to choose their successor. And that's just not the way it should work. It shouldn't work legislative branch. It shouldn't work in the executive branch. And it shouldn't work in the judicial branch. Um, Justice Ginsburg doesn't have claim to that seat. So the uh, I'm going to get into what they're saying she said on her deathbed, folks, because I don't believe it. Um, and it's a shame that the Democrats are politicizing. The Democrats have reduced the legacy that is Justice Ginsburg. And there is a legacy for Justice Ginsburg. I talked about in the opening in the first segment of this show. There is a legacy for Justice Ginsburg. And the Democrats have reduced it now. They've reduced her legacy to being a campaign slogan. They want to convince you and me that in the dying moments that Justice Ginsburg, she wasn't spending time with her family. She wasn't um, thinking about the loved ones she's leaving. That she wasn't saying goodbyes to her family. No, no. They don't want you to think. They want you to think that she turned on her campaign hat and that she said, uh, "Don't let them. Don't let President Trump or whatever it was they're saying." She said that uh, she should be the next seat. Her seat should be given or nominated by the next incoming president. I'm sorry, folks. I don't believe it. And the reason I don't believe it is because this woman, the the pain and agony of the cancer treatment she went through, and to be at the last moments of her life, I think, and seeing what what how she was and how she the accomplishments she made, I think she was probably spending time with her family and telling her loved ones final thoughts. I doubt that she was thinking about who was going to succeed her in on, on the bench. And I just don't believe it. And, and, and folks, I hate to say it, but the Democrats have shown the last four years that they will lie about anything. They lie to you about Russia. They lie to you about a dossier. They lie to you about Carter Page. They lie to you about Michael Flynn. They lie and lie and lie. They lie to you about a phone conversation. Adam Schiff made up a phone conversation and tried to tell you and me and we, the people, that Trump said it. When Trump never said a word of that, Adam Schiff made it up. So the Democrats have demonstrated their willingness to lie and willingness to make things up. So I'm sorry. I revere Justice Ginsburg, I guess, more than the Democrats do. Um, I respect Justice Ginsburg for, for what she accomplished. Whether I agree with her or not, I respect what she accomplished. And for the Democrats to sit here and say that her last words were a campaign, that's terrible. The Democrats are completely turning her death into a campaign issue, and it's terrible. Terrible. So so understand that the seat is not Ginsburg, Justice Ginsburg's to bequeath to anyone just because she's been there since 93. In fact, the Democrats are going to try and tell you, well, this was a liberal seat. It was a liberal seat, so should be, so it should be a liberal president to make another liberal nomination. Folks, before Justice Ginsburg was appointed, Byron White, it was, there was Justice Byron White. And when Justin Byron White seat opened up, that's when Justice Ginsburg was appointed. 
And she was appointed because Bill Clinton was president and Bill Clinton was a Democrat and Bill Clinton was left to the dial. So Bill Clinton went out and he found an activist judge. And so to try and say that that Justice Ginsburg should be able to bequeath the seat because it was a liberal seat. It's a ridiculous argument because Justice White before her was not a, a liberal activist judge. He wasn't. And you can go look and read his judgments. In fact, uh, the Kennedy family and the, the Democrats were often very angry with Justice White because of some of his decisions, because he didn't fall on the activist leftist side of things. Um, so anyway, that's you, you see what I'm saying. Justice White was not an activist, but because Bill Clinton was president and because he followed the Constitution and the Constitution says the sitting president makes the nomination, it is their duty to make a nomination. And Bill Clinton did. And he nominated Justice Ginsburg. And boom, she was she was there since 93. And now elections have consequences. In 2016, the American people sent Donald Trump. And let me tell you, folks, make no mistake. One of the biggest issues in 2016 was the Supreme Court. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can go look at the exit, some of the exit questions, the exit, uh, I don't want to say exit polling, but it was more of uh, exit returns when they asked people, why did you vote the way you voted? Well, one of the biggest top issues was the Supreme Court. Elections have consequences. The American people in 2016 sent Trump because they knew he was going to have it, the, the opportunity to name justices. And the American people decided they didn't want liberal activists. They wanted constructionist constitutional judges. And that's what Trump promised. President Trump, before he was president, put out a list and he said, I promise from this list I will choose the next justice if I get the opportunity to choose a justice. And he lived by that. They elected him on that and he did that. And so you've, you've got to understand that there's nothing dubious going on right now. All Donald Trump is doing is following the Constitution. So so just understand that while the Democrats are trying to tell you that somehow uh, Justice Ginsburg owned the seat and they own, therefore they own the seat, that's just not true. It's just not true. No one owns the judicial seats. No one owns the Supreme Court seats. Uh, they're only occupied. And they're occupied by whoever the duly elected president appoints. And that's just the way it is. So, so I, I, it, 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 this is what I'm talking about, folks. It just drives me crazy that the Democrats have reduced Justice Ginsburg to a campaigner, and uh, it, it's it's terrible, terrible thing. So, but let me let me give you an idea of some of the things that that Justice Ginsburg uh, that that some of the things that she has said in her past, um, because I want you to see that Justice Ginsburg she wasn't. The, uh, you know what? Just let me let me do this. Let me give you a couple of quotes. Here's one of the quotes from her: When police or prosecutors, listen to this, folks. This is a quote from Justice Ginsburg: When police or prosecutors conceal significant exculpatory or impeaching material, we hold it is ordinarily incumbent on the state to set the record. Let me tell you what she meant by that. Justice Ginsburg, the liberal activist, because she was, she still had integrity, some at least some integrity in there, folks, because she said this was this was years ago that if prosecutors conceal significant, which means if they hide exculpatory evidence, then the state needs to set the record straight. 
And this is what's happened. So uh, I'll get into that a little bit more. Let's take our next break, and we'll be right back. This is On Point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I am Roger B., host of the Locked and Loaded Show on America's Web Radio. Join me live every Tuesday at 1500 for the best in gun news, gun products, and gun politics. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, folks. All right, let me get into a little bit more of this. So, uh, well, first of all, let me give a shout-out to a listener in, I think, Marietta, Georgia, <laughs> just came across and said, and said this. And this is true. So this listener in Marietta said, look, Biden can't give out a list of uh, Supreme Court nominees that he would choose from because most of them, if not all of them, would be absolute radicals, absolute activists, leftist activists. And uh, that would he wouldn't be able to hide them anymore. And the and as I said before, the American people are not ready to send activists, knowingly send activists and uh, and support a liberal agenda. It's just not this is not the American people aren't there. Uh, I hope we never get to that point but they're not there yet and and uh so let me let, let, i gave you the one of the quotes from ruth talking about if prosecutors conceal significant exculpatory evidence which she was saying if they hide exculpatory evidence then they should be called out and the state should fix it and correct it well ladies and gentlemen for four years the democrats have hid exculpatory evidence the Mueller fiasco the Mueller investigation all they did was hide exculpatory evidence. They did it against Trump. They did it against Carter Page. They did it against Michael Flynn and uh, just about everyone else that they tried to nail with a process crime during that investigation because there was there was no collusion. That was all a lie. And so exculpatory evidence. And it was Justice Ginsburg. It was Justice Ginsburg who said, should any prosecutor hold withhold exculpatory evidence that the state should fix it? So... I'm telling you, folks, the Democrats are lying to you, and they're doing it every day, and they're doing it uh, with without any pause, and that should alarm all of you. Uh, you are told on a daily basis that President Trump lies. Well, you know what? Find me an example. And I'm not talking about exaggerations because everybody exaggerates. And if you know New Yorkers, Donald Trump, President Donald J. Trump is a New Yorker. Yeah. And, and New Yorkers 
will they you know they're like Italians they'll talk with their hands and they will they will sometimes they, they might exaggerate a little bit and but that doesn't qualify as a knowingly straight up lie which is what you're hearing on a daily basis from the Democrats and you've heard it for four years so let me give you another quote this is another quote by uh, Justice Ginsburg Anger, resentment, envy, and self-pity are wasteful reactions. They greatly drain one's time. They sap energy, better devoted to protect productive endeavors. Are you listening to me, folks? Are you listening? This is Justice Ginsburg. Anger, resentment, envy, and self-pity are wasteful reactions. They greatly drain one's time. They sap energy, better devoted to productive endeavors. Who do you think she was speaking to, folks? Do you think she was speaking to the Republican Party? No. She was speaking to her own party, the Democrats. Who is out there fostering anger? Who is fostering resentment? Who is fostering envy? Who is fostering self-pity on a daily basis? You see it in every Democrat-run city. You see Pelosi, Schumer, Schiff, Biden, Biden, Kamala. You see all of them. I'm going to put you in Jamel, jail Kamala Harris is out there telling you that you need to be anger, angry, that you need to get to the streets. Ocasio-Cortez was on her Instagram page either the other night or Saturday night telling people they need to become radicalized. Why? Because... Donald Trump is going to uphold his constitutional duty as president and nominate a justice to the Supreme Court. And a, because he's following the Constitution, you need to go radicalize yourself. The Democrats are telling you that. Ocasio-Cortez told you that. Chuck U. Schumer, the, lead, the, the minority leader of the Senate, the leader of the Democrats, he stood and told you that you need to be angry about President Trump upholding his constitutional duty. And who did he get to stand by him? A freshman congresswoman in Ocasio-Cortez. The House has zero, ladies and gentlemen, zero to do with the nomination of a Supreme Court justice. It solely lies in the Senate. The The Constitution is very clear. You can look at Article 2. It's very clear. The President of the United States nominates... And the Senate advises and consents. That's it. The House has nothing to do with But what did Schumer do? Schumer put next to him a freshman senator who doesn't know her. I'm going to be nice, but she doesn't know her nether reasons from a hole in the ground. But yet they're going to put her next to him so she can do what? Radicalize you. She can try and get people to be radicalized. Those are her words, not mine. Not And, and, and yet. The very lady that they're that that has a legacy, but that they're trying to reduce to a campaign legacy. I just told you that quote. Let me read it to you again. Ruth Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Justice Ginsburg. This is her quote: "Anger, resentment, envy, and self pity are wasteful reactions. They greatly drain one's time. The, they sap energy that is better devoted to productive endeavors." Now, who do you think? is upholding the legacy of Justice Ginsburg. You think the Democrats are doing it, folks? No. They're trashing her legacy. It's terrible, terrible. Let me tell you something else that Justice Ginsburg said, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the exact quote, but Justice Ginsburg, not too long ago, we're talking within the last 12 months or so, she said, a president is president for four years. 
the just because it's the last year of a president's term does not mean that his power or duties are diminished. He took us uh, the president takes an oath to the office for 4 years. And that means he is president for four years. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Justice Ginsburg said that. Do you hear any Democrats saying that? She also said, and this was not that long ago. I'm telling you folks, within the past 12 months or so, uh, Justice Ginsburg said the idea of having more than nine justices on the court is a bad idea. She said it was a bad idea when FDR proposed it, and it's a bad idea for Democrats to propose it today. You won't hear this on CNN. You won't hear this on MSNB, DNC. You won't hear this on PBS, ABC, CBS, NBC. You won't hear it on NPR. You won't hear it from the Democrat Party. But you're going to hear it from me, and you're going to hear it from On Point with Victor right here on my show. Justice Ginsburg clearly stated it is a bad idea to pack the court. It is a bad idea to try and add over nine justices and pack the court. She said clearly, her words, it was a bad idea when FDR proposed it, and it's a bad idea when today's Democrats are proposing it. That is what Justice Ginsburg said, folks, and you're never going to hear that on mainstream media. I don't even know if you're going to hear that on other talk shows, but you're going to hear it here, and you're going to hear it with me. So the point is, folks, the United States Constitution must be defended, and it must be upheld. And the Constitution is clear. And let me tell you something. You want to talk precedent? You want to? Hillary Clinton is out there lying to you, saying that there's no precedent for what Donald Trump is doing right now. And, and, and Schumer and the rest of the Democrats. Are, let me tell you the truth. 29 times... We've been in this position that we're in today. The position that President Trump is in today, we've been in 29 times. 29 times we've had, the la- in an election year, the last year of our presidency, we've had 29 times when, when a, a, a seat to the Supreme Court became open. All right, we're going to go to a break here real quick. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to On Point with Victor, America's Web Radio. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
Okay, folks, we're back. Now, let me just recap. We the the absolute duty of the president. Absolute duty is to follow the Constitution, and the Constitution clearly says when a vacancy <laughs> happens, and the Constitution places no timeline, so there is nothing, nothing in the Constitution that says that you must wait because it's an election year. Nothing like that, folks. The Constitution is clear. When a, when a seat opens up, it is the duty of the president to nominate, and 29 times this has happened, folks. There is plenty of precedence. 29 times. 19 of those times, 19 of those times, there was a, a, the party that was president was the same party that controlled the Senate. And 17 of those times, they nominated and confirmed a Supreme Court justice in an election year. Uh, some, sometimes it might have been 11 months before, sometimes it might have been four weeks before. But 17 out of 19 times, the Supreme Court nominee was uh, approved and sent to the Supreme Court. So there were 19 instances out of 29 where the presidency was one party and the Senate was the same party. And 17 of those times, they cleared and sent on the, nom- the nominee and approved them, confirmed them, and off they went to the Supreme Court. Ten times, ten times, including in 2015, ten times, there was one party in the, in the executive branch, so there was one party that had the presidency, and one part different party had the Senate. So you either had a Republican president and a Democrat Senate, or you had a Democrat president and a Republican Senate. Ten times that happened, and only once did a nominee get confirmed. So you had nine times when the nominee was not confirmed, including 2015. But they all did their duty. President Obama did his duty. And he nominated. Look, I remember when there were Republicans calling for for President Obama to not make a nomination. But I'm glad he did. You didn't hear me saying he shouldn't make a nomination because the Constitution's clear. So President Obama made the nomination in 2015. He nominated uh, Garland, uh, Judge Garland. And at that time in 2015, the people had already sent the Republicans to control the Senate. And the Senate did their duty. It is the job of the Senate, per the Constitution, to advise and consent on judicial nominations. And the Senate advised and said, no, we're not going to vote. We're not going to do it. And they, and it's happened ten times. Well, ten times with the opposite parties. Nine times did they not confirm as they did in 2015. And only once did they confirm, and that was, oh, my gosh, it was in the 1800s. I believe it was Grover Cleveland, President Cleveland. (laughs) If my memory serves correct, I believe it was President Cleveland who went – and I would say he was a Democrat who approved a Republican – or maybe it was the Republicans that approved – yes, I think he was a Democrat, but the Republicans, they controlled the Senate, and they confirmed his nominee. So uh, go look it up, folks. History is a great thing. Everyone should learn history. You hear me say it all the time. The Democrats want you to live for today. The Democrats want to pretend nothing happened yesterday. We're only living in today. The Democrats want you to think today matters, yesterday didn't. They want you to think that you better live in the here and now because if you live in yesterday, then clearly you're not going to agree with them. Because, folks, if you learn your history, you won't be a Democrat for long if you are still a Democrat today. (laughs) If you learn your history, am I right, Josie, or am I right? You're right, sir. So, you are uh, so right. I, I am telling you, folks, history is our best friend. 
In fact, I would go this far. History is the future's best friend. Because to move forward, we've, we've got to learn from history. And when you see Hillary and when you see Obama and when you see uh, all the rest of the Democrats right now telling you that this has never happened before, that what Donald Trump is doing is impeachable, they're lying to you. They think you're – yes, they think you're that stupid. The Democrats think that we the people are that stupid. And how can you support a party that thinks you're stupid? Because that's what they think, folks. Because I just told you, and you can look it up for yourself. Go Google if you want to. Duck, duck, go it. Um, if you don't want to Google, because I wouldn't Google, I would duck, duck, go. But do whatever you want and go find it. But 29 times, 29 times has this happened. So the precedent is there. And Donald Trump is following the Constitution. He's doing nothing wrong. And the Senate is doing nothing wrong. Because when, when you have a Republican president and you have a Republican Senate, they can follow the Constitution. If it was a Democrat president and it was a Democrat Senate, do you think for one second that they wouldn't nominate and approve a justice? Absolutely, 100% they would. And and if you think different, then you're lying to yourself. So you've got to understand that, folks. You've got to understand that. And, and, and if you doubt me, just look at what the Democrat Party is doing. They're calling for actual violence. Just because President Trump, just because the Democrats are not in power, and they can't stand not being in power, but just because President Trump, we the people elected President Trump in 2016, and it is his constitutional duty to nominate, and now just because he's following the Constitution, the Democrat Party is telling you, you need to be radicalized. You need to take to the streets. They're creating division. They're fostering division they want to put American against American because they want to control you and they want to control government that bad. Folks, anybody that would put power over the welfare of people, you should run away from and you should want to run away from fast. And what the Democrats are doing right now is is a disgrace and it's a horrible thing to what they're doing to uh, Justice Ginsburg's legacy. It is horrible, horrible. The party that, that wants to convince you that, that President Trump doesn't like women, that President Trump is bad to women, the party that, that tries to, every two years and four years tells you that Republicans are racist, that the Republicans don't care about women, the Republicans are anti-women, all that crap you hear every two and four years, that's projection on the Democrat part. The Democrat party will always try to put on the Republicans what they themselves are doing. And just look for your own eyes, folks. Look what the Democrats are doing to the legacy that is Justice Ginsburg. They ought to be railing and celebrating her life, what she accomplished, and then move on. But they can't. The, you know, as much as I know Justice Ginsburg made some, made some activist judgments, she still, she still held the Constitution with, 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 up, up high. Let me put it that way. She put the Constitution up high. Why can't the Democrat Party do that? Why can't the Democrat Party put the Constitution before their quest for power? Folks, the Democrat Party hates the Constitution. That's why you, you will hear them say it's a living, breathing document. No, it's not. No, it's not. But this is the, the, the low and this is the radicalization that the today's Democrat Party have, have, have reached. And if you doubt me, Go look up and see where the Democrat Party sent the mobs this weekend. They sent the mobs to the home of McConnell. They sent the mobs to the home of Graham. That's awful. 
they're just elected people. But yet the mobs are going there because they think they own a seat on the Supreme Court justice. All right, folks, I'm going to deviate a little bit. Um, I have a guest sitting here with me, and her name happens to be Josie Cruz. And she happens to be running for District 4. She's running for United States Congress. She's running against uh, Hank the Sink. <laughs> Hank, I'm going to sink the island um, with, uh, Johnson. And uh, so, folks, I, I, I want to – we're getting close to the election now, folks. We're, 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 we're getting down to the wire here. Uh, we're a few weeks away. So I want to uh, just uh, just check in with Josie here, and uh, how's the campaign going? Tell me some things about the district. What are you seeing going on in District 4? District number 4 is awakening. Excellent. I like to hear that. Yeah, people are awakening. They are seeing through the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. They are seeing the Democratic left them a long time ago. Yep. They are suffering the consequences of the looters, mm-hmm. the Antifa, the Black Lives Matter. A lot of businesses are being destroyed. A lot of life are being destroyed. Uh, with the coronavirus, a lot of business went out of business. Oh, absolutely. So if you really think that district number four is destroyed, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people think that they don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. Wait. Until the full agenda of socialism is implemented in district number four. And you're going to mm-hmm. see the whole destruction of the community mm-hmm. in district number four. Specifically. And, and specifically the cab area. The cab. And, and folks, for those of out, and look, we've got listeners in, in from California to New York to Florida to Nebraska. So, District 4 is in Georgia. It's a suburb of Georgia, and, and, and it goes into the city also of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a very heavy Democrat. I mean, it's plus 20 probably. 24. Demo- plus 24 Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Josie is saying, th- this is – we need to listen to her, ladies and gentlemen, because, again, you've got the Democrat Party who's running around telling minorities that we care about you – but people like Josie don't. Um, Josie, the last I checked, you're a minority. You're a woman. Yeah. You're Hispanic. Yeah, and I got black on me. <laughs> and, and you're and, yeah, and then I speak three languages, mm-hmm. and and I am a single mother. I mean, mm-hmm. I am a divorce. I got a lot of minority. So, so uh, you you are you are a walking checklist for the Democrat Party. Yes, they yet. don't know what to do with me mm-hmm. when I go to their meetings. Mm-hmm. They are automatically they think I am Democrat, mm-hmm. and when I say no, I am a Republican, they go like. Yeah, they, they say what? It surprised you? Yes, sir. I am a Republican. And then you remind them that you've seen, lived, and tasted socialism, and you don't like it. I don't like. It. I hate it with all passion. Yeah, I well, hate most. it. Hate it because that what like I was saying before. Um, what you seeing today in the cap in the poor area of the mm-hmm. cap county? Mm-hmm. This is this is just the beginning yeah. of socialism. But when socialism comes completely and implemented, mm-hmm. look, it's been, what we had Johnson 14 years of socialism, mm-hmm. okay? But before him was Cynthia McKinney, mm-hmm. right? Like 14 right. years, you yep. know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, were, so I was I was talking with one of my uh, volunteers, and he was saying, like, 30 years ago, DeKalb County was the jewel oh, in it Georgia. Was, it was one of the jewels of Georgia, yes. hands down. And now Hands the down. school is in all the schools are F. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot of corruption. The police office, you yeah. know, the department, the police department is all. Josie, 
I can attest to this. Go ahead. So I I went to kindergarten and elementary school in District 4. Okay. I was basically born and raised in District 4, in, in the district you're running. And back then, I, I went to a very esteemed kindergarten, a very esteemed elementary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a government – now, the kindergarten wasn't, but the, but the elementary school was a government school. Mm-hmm. But it was a it – was, it was really held up high. The standards were high. And DeKalb County was the example. And now – What's happening, Josie? It's because, uh, like I was saying before, is 30 years in a progressive way. Mm-hmm. You know what is progressive, right? Yeah. Little by little. <laughs> Socialism, Marxism. Socialism, Marxism. Little, piece, little, piece by piece. Yeah, they, were, yeah. They, they implemented policies mm-hmm. and laws that were tying people's freedom like this. Mm-hmm. Until today, they are tied up. They are, they are, mm-hmm. uh, there is corruption. There is no opportunity. Oh there is a lot of... You know what? What's the part that it got my attention more about this district is they need healing. Hmm. They need to heal yeah. as as a community. They need right. to heal, and we had this these uh, spiritual leaders, which I call them the gatekeepers of hell, hmm. reminding them every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Until the pandemic shows up, because mm-hmm. they are closed down now. Yeah, right. Their churches are closed down mm-hmm. now, so I don't know how they're doing to survive. I'm talking mm-hmm. about those churches, right? I, uh-huh, you Josie, know? I know exactly what you're talking about. When so I, every yeah. week they used to remind them. It's mm-hmm. like a, when you have a scar, like a, you have a cut, and every week they put salt in the in in the in the wound. In the wound, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's always alive. The wound mm-hmm. is always alive. Yeah, they so never that's let it heal. Not don't let, they don't mm-hmm. let it heal. Why? Because they're constantly reminding them the past. Yeah. They constantly, but now in the past, because you need to remember your past so you can learn for your future. Mm-hmm. But you can heal through that too. But they are reminding them their past, but they are not showing them how to heal mm. and become part of the American society, mm-hmm. of the American dream. Like the American dream that you mm-hmm. and me are experiencing. Uh, you know, 100%. you are a descendant of mm-hmm. immigrant. I am a straight up immigrant. Okay? You <laughs> yeah. are an American. I am you first were born generation American. Exactly. Yes. So mm-hmm. you are an American. You can even run for presidency. I mm-hmm. can. Right. Because I wasn't born here. Right. Okay? You were right. born here. Mm-hmm. So that experience that you are. Um, um, this opportunity that you're experiencing, mm-hmm. a lot of um, people from the black community, they, they are not experiencing. But why? Because of the right. policies, of mm-hmm. the of the laws, and the, all these leader. But mm-hmm. hold on, hold on, hold on. Career politicians, career. leaders, yes. being implemented today yeah. for the last 20, 30 years, I, I, and today is a disaster. Go ahead. I call them political race pumps. Um, your career, <laughs> your career political rant. And I know. Let the emails go to gm at americasweb.com. <laughs> Just uh, no, you. Hey, email me Victor at America's Web Radio if you want to challenge me. I, I love it. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I am telling you, the career political race pimps that are in DeKalb County, all over actually the country, mm-hmm. but. But these are the people who try and constantly telling me and you and other minorities, mm-hmm. we've got your interest. 
but yet they hold us down and then they tell us oh, you can't succeed how dare how dare do yeah. you mm-hmm. aspire, aspire to serve yeah. the people don't who gave you, you the permission who gave yep. you permission don't you dare think that you can succeed without government that is the message that comes that, from these democrats yes, these career politicians exactly and then in the other hand you have some political leaders who are telling you no I'm not supporting you or endorsing you because you don't have political career what, what part in the constitution says right because uh, today I check on the Constitution, Article 2, mm-hmm. to find out what are the requirements to become a representative in the wow, district. Right. It's only three. Mm-hmm. 25 years old, I am 26. Right. Okay? Excellent. <laughs> me too. Second, <laughs> if you are nationalized, like me, naturalized, you have mm-hmm. to be at least seven years of citizenship. Right. I had 12 years. Okay? Excellent. And the last one is you have to live in the state that you wanted to represent. Want, right. It doesn't say anything about you living in the district. No, you don't have to live in the district. That made up last minute uh, rule that Karen Handel did back in those days. That's a last minute. That's the one that is damaging a lot of people mm. who wants to run. That they, they think they can have the chance, but because they're coming with this excuse, oh, you don't live in the district. In what part of the Constitution? You see, yeah. when you don't hold, when you don't know the Constitution, mm-hmm. the requirements to become what you are you're looking for, that's when you start violating the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And no wonder yeah. what people are all confused. So, in my case... I gotta tell you, nobody wanted to do it in district number four. You knew that. Nobody, Nobody. because (laughs) nobody wanted to do it first because it's 24 plus Mm -hmm. Democrats. Second, they don't think that they deserve any chance. Right. Third, because they don't want to waste money in there. You know? But what they don't see, what they don't see is. Because I'm coming from another country and I see how they're going through. When I visit those areas, they mm. remind me Venezuela, Venezuela the oh. third world country, okay? Yeah. So, what they don't they, see is the waking up movement that is going mm-hmm. on since last year. Right. And there is a lot of people are waking up in this, in the cab. I so, we so. might have, we might have the opportunity to, to snatch it out. I think we do. And, and Josie, if, if the, if the establishment, if the establishment Republican Party would get off their dairy airs and help somebody like you, or had they helped me maybe in 2016, but right now they could help you. But th- they always make excuses. On the one hand, the establishment will say, um, we want a big tent and we love, we want Venezuelans and, and other Hispanics. But then they turn around when somebody like you steps up. Mm-hmm. Th- where, did th- where do they go? They, 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 they hide when you step up. Let me tell you and something. It's a shame. What is the, the districts around Atlanta? They mm. have to stop socialism to come in in their areas, like right. farm areas, mm-hmm. the mountain. They have to stop socialism. Right, we can't let the city. But those ones who are inside Atlanta or around, like a four, District 4, District 5, five. District mm-hmm. 6, District 7, District mm-hmm. 13, mm-hmm. we need to kick out socialists from those districts because the socialists already implemented Mm -hmm. there. And they really think by doing agreement and contract Mm -hmm. with these socialists, they're going to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Let me give you bad news. 
This is bad news for you guys. When socialists come and they take power, they do not leave they power. They never relinquish They never relinquish Exactly. The only, the only way to get power from a socialist regime mm-hmm. is to uh, overthrow it. Go through an awful civil war, and then you descend into uh, anarchy, and then you'll descend into dictatorship, and then... In this case, this three number four, what the people have to go is go out and vote against Hank Johnson. Right. That's the only thing that they can right. do for, for now. Right. Okay? And vigilant in the in right. in the voting system. Absolutely. Well, Josie, look, you've got a hard road to po- to to plow ahead of I you. I'll see you next time but, again. But uh, yes, we'll do this again. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week and uh, look, live each day to your fullest and Chester, good night wherever you are. <laughs> You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.